Listener Production. Did the Prime Minister have any conversations with the CEO or any senior executive of Virgin Australia regarding the Qatar application before the decision was made? Albanese's own son, Nathan, holds a membership to the Qantas Chairman's Lounge. Can the Minister confirm whether he has taken his golf clubs with him on any defence VIP special purpose aircraft flight? Support for the Albanese government is slipping, with new polls favouring the coalition in primary votes. As you can hear there, the Albanese government is coming under some serious heat at the moment. It's really the first time they've been under a lot of pressure since they took office last May. The Qatar Qantas decision continues to plague them. The voice campaign is failing. The yes vote has fallen to 38%, with the no vote rising to 53%. And Anthony Albanese's net satisfaction rating is into negative territory. So in this episode, we're asking, is the honeymoon over for Labor? Are voters starting to turn against them? And can they ride out the Qatar decision without an Alan Joyce-style backflip? Well, in this episode, I'm going to interview Labor Minister Andrew Lee. He's the Assistant Minister for Competition. Invariably, if you're a reforming government, uh, then some people are going to like reforms, others aren't. That interview in our briefing. First, here are today's headlines. It is Thursday, the 7th of September, and I'm joined by Jan Fran. Starting with some good news for anyone planning to travel to Southeast Asia, a lot of great countries there. The PM has announced a new plan for cheaper and more frequent flights. This is under a plan dubbed Open Skies. Um, It's a move that's going to allow unrestricted access between Australia and countries, which include obviously Indonesia, Vietnam, Malaysia. This is where Australia's economic destiny lies. There is so much potential still untapped. Yes, he is talking um, at the ASEAN Summit there, um, which is the Association of Southeast Asian Countries. He visited Jakarta and this Open Skies plan is a recommendation based in their ASEAN strategy released yesterday. A very interesting time to be talking about Open Skies, given that Albanese was accused of doing the very opposite with Qatar Airways to shield Qantas from competition. More flights, more competitors, prices go down. What a great idea. Mm, (laughs) Like when can I, I need to change the conversation around the skies. I'll leave the country, I'll fly to Jakarta (laughs) and announce cheaper and more frequent flights to somewhere else. And you know what, we'll call it open skies. No one can accuse me of closing (laughs) the skies if I do that. Well, they are under so much pressure on the Qatar decision still. So yesterday, the question time was really intense. The opposition really honing in on the transport minister, Catherine King, who still can't explain why the decision to stop these extra Qatar flights was in the national interest. I mean, if there's a good reason, just tell us about it. But if there's not, run and hide. It doesn't seem to be working. It's also been revealed that this Senate inquiry that's happening that's going to look into this decision is going to call Alan Joyce and the new CEO, Vanessa Hudson, as well as the bosses of Virgin and Qatar. So they're all going to be asked, did you speak to the transport minister? Mm. Did you lobby her? And they've been giving all kinds of different answers over the last week as to who they have and haven't spoken to, but it's all going to be tested. Mm. It's all going to come out. I look forward to your chat with the competition minister. Did he Did he enlighten us at all? We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, look, I tried to ask the question, and as you'll hear... Labor are struggling to come up with an answer. August was officially the hottest month ever, as Earth had its hottest northern hemisphere summer as well, according to the World Meteorological Organisation. So 
it broke the record, only coming behind the month of July 2023. Hooray! Two world records in a row. That's uh, terrifying. Yeah, really scary. So August was 1.5 degrees warmer than pre-industrial averages, which, of course, is the threshold central to the Paris Climate Change Agreement. So we've already hit it. Isn't that bad? Um, Scientists say the warming is due to human-induced climate change from burning fossil fuels combined with El Nino. I suppose we should put that into context that, you know, uh, El Nino is playing a part here. But it's not great. Uh, It's also 2023 is the second hottest year on record. This is behind 2016, um, also according to Copernicus. I hate bringing news like this, but when you have... We actually had three records in a row, the month of June, July and August, the hottest on record for the Northern Hemisphere. When you have that, it's like, we have to bring you this story, my friends. Yeah, so the world's oceans, which is more than 70% of the Earth's surface, were at their hottest uh, ever recorded, nearly 21 degrees on average, the world's oceans. Um, So they've hit high temperature marks for three consecutive months. And there is an update on the Spanish Football Federation and the Women's World Cup. So Spanish footballer Jenny Hermoso has filed a legal complaint accusing Luis Rubiales, who is the president of the Spanish Football Federation, of sexual assault. Now, this is, of course, um, over the unsolicited kiss that he gave her on television after the Women's World Cup finals. Uh, Her complaint is the first formal step to any potential criminal charges being laid against Rubiales. So it's pretty significant. Mm. Um, There was a recent sexual assault law that was passed in Spain that could see Rubiales face a fine or between one to four years in prison if he is found guilty. Not looking good for him. He's hanging by a thread, isn't he? Yeah, so prosecutors said last week they'd open the investigation uh, and they were planning to meet with Jennifer Hermoso Um, for her to make this complaint. She's now done that. She's made that formal legal complaint. So it's the next step in this process of him potentially being prosecuted. Maybe then he'll lose his job. Well, this is the thing, is that he technically has not resigned. He's he's been suspended, so he's stepped aside. Mm. The Spanish Football Federation, who came to this party very late, mind you, uh, have demanded that he resign. He's still there. I don't know if this will do it. Maybe, what's it going to take? A verdict, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, well, a verdict should definitely sink him. I mean, if if that doesn't, then something is absolutely cooked, if it's not already. Very interesting that, you know, yesterday we're talking about the manager, um, Jorge Vilda, being sacked, but the Football Federation boss in Spain still being there. It's kind of bizarre. The whole thing must be very confusing for a lot of people who just want to celebrate the victory as well. Like, this is a, a great moment to make a bigger, deeper, important change. But this is a team that won the World Cup and is tearing itself apart. And, you know, I guess that's Louis Rubiala's fault in many ways that he stole that moment from these women who just made the most incredible achievement. Yeah, resign, my dude. Go now. All right, Jan, catch you later. I'm about to apply a little bit of a gentle blowtorch to Labor's Assistant Minister for Competition. You sound like you're cooking delicious sushi. Can't wait. <laughs> Andrew Lee is Labor's Assistant Minister for Competition, so he's in the hot seat right now because competition is what the Qatar Qantas issue is all about, and it comes at a time where the government is under a bit of pressure, more pressure than they've been under their whole time in office. Uh, Support for the coalition is at its highest level since the 2022 election last year. 
Opposition to The Voice is polling at 53%. As I mentioned at the start, Albanese's net satisfaction rating is in negative territory. And of course, the Qatar Airways decision made in June is causing them a lot of problems. There's now a parliamentary inquiry that's going to happen into that decision. So let's get into it with Andrew Lee. Minister Lee, thank you so much for joining us on The Briefing. Hey, it's a real pleasure, Tom. Great to be with you. Yeah, great to have you on the show. Since your big election win last year, Labor's had a big, long honeymoon. You've been very popular with voters, but that seems to be changing. Is it fair to say the honeymoon is over? Well, Tom, I've never followed polls, and this goes all the way back to when I was an ANU academic and did some studies looking at the inaccuracy of opinion polls. Invariably, if you're a reforming government, uh, then some people are going to like reforms, others aren't. Uh, the only way of getting everyone to love you is by sitting back and doing nothing. Uh, but that's not the Labor way. As we'll discuss, there's a lot of pressure on you over the Qatar decision. Uh, you're also leading a referendum campaign that appears to be losing. Are you losing trust or credibility with voters? I don't think so, Tom. It's certainly not the feedback that I get when I'm out in my street stalls. Uh, people who I speak to are enthused about the idea that uh, for the first time since Federation, our founding document might recognise the first inhabitants of Australia. Yeah, well, both sides agree on recognising them in the Constitution, um, but there's obviously a massive split on the voice. And so far, you're not taking the public with you. The no campaign is winning, but let's see how that goes. Let's move on to the Qatar decision, which is causing a lot of headaches for the government. And the proposal was 21 extra Qatar flights a week blocked by your transport minister, supposedly in the national interest, but it's not in the interests of customers who are now paying up to 40% more for flights. It's not in the interests of our tourism industry. It only seems to be in Qantas's interest. Well, Tom, there's a range of uh, factors taken into account by the Transport Minister when she makes that decision. But she hasn't explained what they are. She gave a press conference last week and she said, I won't go into the individual factors. So it doesn't seem like your government's been able to explain why it was in the national interest. That's why you're in this problem. Qatar is welcome to fly as many planes as it wants to into Canberra. In fact, in the pre-pandemic area, there was a Qatar flight into Canberra uh, on a regular basis, which was welcomed by Canberrans. Come on, Andrew Lee, that doesn't cut it. Canberra is a very small city on this, you know, compared to Sydney or Melbourne. That's where the tourists want to come into. That's where people need to fly out of. It feels like you're sidestepping the issue. Tom, Canberra is the uh, fastest growing uh, state of territory in Australia, according to the last uh, census. And they can do Still the same small. in uh, in Adelaide. The world, Qatar is welcome to fly unlimited flights in there. Uh, we're also expanding uh, flights from a range of other carriers, uh, including China Southern, expecting new applications from Turkish Airlines and Vietnam Airlines. You know, there's a range of these international agreements. Uh, sometimes airlines will get what they ask for. Other times they won't. Uh, there are many Australian carriers that would love to fly directly into uh, Europe. Uh, Singaporean carriers that would love to fly into the United States. Uh, there is a, a highly competitive ecosystem um, in Australia in terms of international flights. Uh, we're certainly engaged in looking at how we can improve competition. And I wouldn't want to pretend that uh, uh, Qantas in any way has uh, always been doing the right thing by the flying public. I've been very critical of Qantas, for example, over flight cancellations on the Sydney-Canberra leg where they're cancelling one in eight flights or over the treatment of passengers uh, who are owed flight credits in the COVID era, uh, which I think should just be cashed out by Qantas. Look, Andrew Lee, it seems like 
you, Catherine King, you can't explain why this was in the national interest. You keep sidestepping it, talking about flights to Canberra. You talk about other airlines, but you you can't explain this decision. So maybe there isn't a good explanation. Can you just maybe admit that you got it wrong? You made the decision in June. Since then, you found out Qantas has a record profit and is doing fine. Thank you very much. You also found out how badly they're treating their customers, that they were booking 8,000 tickets on flights that didn't exist and say, look, we've changed our minds. That was the decision we got wrong. Let's move forward. Tom, I know there's this uh, liberal talking point out there uh, about the national interest, but the fact is that a national interest criterion exists in a range of contexts in legislation. Uh, It's there, for example, in foreign investment screening. It allows the minister to take into account all the relevant factors. I'm not sure it's particularly helpful to ask me what's in Catherine King's mind when, as decision-maker, she made that decision on the national interest. This is about competition. That's why we've got you on the briefing because this is a portfolio you work on. It's, It's a crucial element here. No, and we'd, uh, we'd certainly uh, are keen to see more competition and I'm talking to you not only about the narrow Qatar decision but also about the fact that you have to see the broader picture here. You have to recognise the international context in which these approvals are made. It's worth recognising the ways in which Qatar can currently expand capacity, not only by flying into places like uh, uh, Adelaide and Canberra but also by flying bigger fl- planes into their existing uh, routes. So Qatar has the option of uh, expanding capacity. Other airlines are expanding capacity. I'd like to see a lot more competition both internationally and domestically within our aviation sector, and that's something that the aviation white paper process is going to be looking carefully at alongside the competition review that Jim Chalmers and I have set up Mm. in Treasury. So you, as we just discussed, you know, the Assistant Minister for Competition, that's a huge part of what you do. That's an important role for you in the government. So did Catherine King talk to you about the Qatar decision? That's not the way these decisions work, Tom. These decisions are made by the Transport Minister themselves. Uh, just but surely as the, you talk to the Competition Minister. The legislation gives the power to the Transport Minister. That's how the process pans out. My job is to look at some of those broader competition settings. Our competition review isn't uh, set up to focus on any individual sector. Uh, it's set up to take a broad look right across the, the economy. So almost a year and a half into this term of government, is this Qantas Qatar crisis starting to hurt? Are there conversations internally? You've had people backing away from Stephen Jones's explanation of this decision, Catherine King's getting up at press conferences and almost saying nothing. Uh, Alan Joyce has had to leave the job early. It sort of leaves you guys as the last man standing, sticking up for Qantas. Is it, is it hurting? Uh, Tom, I don't think I've been uh, sticking up for Qantas. In fact, I've been very critical of Qantas uh, over the issue of uh, JobKeeper, the way in which the former government didn't include any repayment requirements, over the flight credits, over the the flights to Canberra. Uh, Certainly, I think that Qantas can do a better job by the travelling public uh, and uh, the uh, issues that it is facing with the ACCC inquiry add further to that. Uh, You need to see this in in a bigger picture Uh, I appreciate your fascination with what's on the front page right now. Our focus Hmm. as a government is to look right across the the, the macro economy. Okay, so one of the biggest problems we're all facing at the moment is the cost of living crisis. And there's a feeling in the community that mortgage holders are, are doing their bit. They're facing record increases in their interest rates, so they're doing it really tough. But potentially our big corporations maybe aren't doing their bit, that they're jacking up prices and profiteering from this inflationary environment. 
What are you doing to make sure that's not happening? Well, the ACCC's uh, inquiries into price gouging are important here and the ACCC is doing a, a range of investigations uh, where it seems sees firms misusing their market power. Uh, we need to make sure as a government that we're providing cost of living relief, uh, the cheaper childcare reforms, the cheaper medicine reforms, the direct energy bill relief are an important part of that. By doing those measures in a targeted fashion, We've ensured that the last budget uh, not only didn't put upward pressure on inflation, but actually worked with the Reserve Bank in order to bring inflation back down. Inflation now isn't where we want it, uh, but it is moving towards the target target band. And that's marked by the fact that the Reserve Bank uh, yesterday decided to keep the cash rate on hold at mm. 4.1%. So the start of your answer there was about the ACCC making sure that there isn't profiteering. Is that enough? Is there more that you could be doing as the government to make sure companies aren't profiteering? You know, even in the the recent record profit announcement from CBA, they said that the higher interest rates were part of the reason they made an extra profit. That went down pretty badly with a lot of people. Um, People looking at the big two supermarkets and the way they're setting their prices. Is there more that could be done here? Yeah, well, it's, uh, you've gone directly, Tom, to the issues that's helped underpin us setting up the Competition Task Force in Treasury. Uh, that Competition Task Force is set up uh, in a, a broad, uh, de- multi-decade decline in uh, uh, the dynamism of the Australian economy, but also in the particular context of this cost of living challenge and the inflationary pressures many Australian households are feeling. Uh, we, we haven't seen a, a price spike over recent, the last year uh, merely because of a lack of competition. Uh, the drivers of that are more in the, the area of war in Ukraine and busted supply chains. But it doesn't help when you've got markets that aren't as competitive as they could be. So reviews are great, but, but, but people sort of read that in the paper and go, oh, another review. What about action and how far away will that be? It is important to understand that this isn't uh, a task force which is aiming to hand down a report, Tom. Uh, It's aiming to bring direct actionable ideas to government, uh, which we look to implement into legislation. Uh, It's working immediately uh, rather than carrying out an abstract exercise. That was Labor's Dr Andrew Lee, Assistant Minister for Competition. And uh, yeah, a bit of um, back and forth there about the Qatar Airways decision. It really doesn't seem like they want to answer the direct question about how that decision was in the national interest and that's just going to keep plaguing them there's now a parliamentary inquiry that's going to go over that decision so there'll be more pressure to come on that i think australians would understand if they reverse that decision given what we've learned since that decision was made about Qantas's profitability the way they've been treating customers and the impact on prices of that decision the prices of airfare so maybe they will have to end up walking that back Um, Let's wait and see. I think it it makes it harder to hold that position now that Alan Joyce has fallen on his sword. And the broader question, I mean, we're heading in towards the end of the year. Um, We're in the campaign for the referendum now. That's looking like it's going to be tough for Labor. And bad news for Anthony Albanese's authority if they aren't able to turn that around. So is this the start of some turbulence? Well, we're going to have a lot of answers to these big questions by the end of the year. So let's see how they go over the next few weeks and months. Listener.